Welcome, everybody, to a very, very, very special episode of Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one hour, two guests today. Uh, we're actually coming to you, uh, not live, but we're recording live, and then you're hearing it later after, uh, from Eddie If's infamous Bingle bus. This is uh, the traveling podcast bus that Eddie Ift did a Kickstarter to... Uh, raise money to fund and create, and it's here and it's created, and we're in my driveway doing this. We're actually going to also release this episode as an episode of Eddie's podcast as well. Um, but I'm here with two of my friends. We're out in the open air. We get the windows open. Neighbors can hear us, uh, which is appropriate because we are going to be talking about etiquette this day. And what better people to have with me to talk about etiquette than my good buddy, Pat Walsh, Patrick Walsh, Famed uh, writer and uh, a TV personality sure. and man of eloquence, I would say, and, and words. And uh, my friend <laughs> Brian McCarthy, who is the most, I've, I've told you before, appropriate slash inappropriate man I've ever met in my life. The most responsible family man yes. that acts like a complete animal when his family isn't around. It's amazing. And having said that, with etiquette, if you write me a thank you note, I'll write you a thank you note for your thank you note. I know it, you will. It just ends a, it's a cycle of just thank you notes. It'll never end <laughs> until we die. It's like that movie with the, the duelist with uh, Harvey Keitel, uh, David Carradine. Boom. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that So, up. yeah, we're here. We're talking about etiquette. Special crossover episode of Down with Joe DeRosa. All right, so what I'm talking about is... Um, Wait, now, somehow this has to connect for both intros. Right. So you have to go... Now, what I wanted to talk... Now, Joe, what I wanted to talk about earlier, say something okay, like that, right. and then, you know, then it'll work for both. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Joe, what I want to say before we get into the whole etiquette thing was we were... I, I have been very involved in the porn industry. Not prolapsed anus Bonnie Rotten involved in the porn industry. Right. Love but Bonnie. I, Love I know Bonnie. We all, she's a, we're all big fans. A little too many tattoos for me. She could probably dial them down by like 105% for me. But listen, you <laughs> make your them. choices. I know you do love them. You would, you would blow your load taking your pants off. <laughs> you know, you like, as I you're do that fumbling anyway. with your thin hipster jeans. Do you right. search right. tattoos on a porn site? Are no, you that into no, it? No, I just, I just enjoy when I enjoy a girl that doesn't have tattoos as well. But I do like a tattoo. You'll take what you can get. Is what yeah, on a, on a woman. Yes, yeah, right. I, I'll fuck anything. Is basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. <laughs> Any port right. in a storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you know what's weird though? Because I actually I don't often listen to this show, which is great for the people that listen to the show here. But um, I remember I listened to one show. Which and, show do you not listen to? Uh, what? No, sorry, I listen to Joe DeRosa's show all the time. <laughs> <Are you> kidding. <laughs> Right. I tell you, a lot of times I drive from Rancho Cucamonga all the way up to Valencia. And all I do is listen to, um, but uh, by the way, I love that our, our producer Machete over there, it just poured like seven fingers of brown liquid he pulled out of a cooler and he's wincing over there as he's drinking it. And Remember, did, I assume driving home after this, correct? He's fine. Oh, what are you bus. drinking, Machete? <laughs> Seven fingers of tequila. Like maybe four. Tequila? He has big fat fingers. Maybe it's four fingers. Actually, your fingers are small and delicate. I've actually never looked at your hands before. Ernie's been working out. It's no, no, it's it's no a, CrossFit. It's, it's no wonder your hand jobs are always so sure. It's, it's, it's always a lot of like short static staccato movements. I want to I go on record here by saying this is a, you broke your own, you've broken your own record for number of digressions in I telling know, your own story. Right. No, because, I mean, I'm, right. you digress the way like a wife does after a day at work. <laughs> right, exactly. And this is, I mean, I, mean, just, I, don't, just I don't because, even remember what you were talking about. Just because you're out there all day in the world doesn't mean I'm not at home with my own thoughts and dreams. <laughs> right. You remember I'm like, Carol, she brought the ambrosia to the Company thing. No, no, I have no idea what right. you're talking about. I'm like wearing a house coat, stubbing out of Benson and Hedges, you know, right? Drinking rose out of a coffee cup. 
If you come home at seven o'clock, your your secretary's lipstick still on your collar. Right. <laughs> You're some Hathaway man. Why I watched, didn't you go to, right. I watched an old just real quick. Go I watched please. an old Sinatra uh, special from the '60s. Uh, it was his first ever, I believe, first ever TV special oh from the early '60s. And they go to commercial. The first commercial in the special is is uh, the voice. Uh, it shows a woman. Uh, like with her hair over her face, and and a man in the voiceover goes, they can't all be gorgeous, but they can <laughs> oh. at least work with what they've got. And then the girl goes, I'm not a pretty woman. I've never been a pretty woman, oh but I've got my legs, so I need to show them off and use them to my fullest. That this is the commercials for yeah. stockings. Not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, smart. Right, right. Yeah, smart. Exactly. It so is the, strategic. Every yeah. time I walk by the colored water fountain, I want to make sure my, yeah. there you <laughs> my, go. my, my legs look as shiny <laughs> as an Oriental's forehead after. All right. I, I can't, oh, I can't, yeah. oh, is your neighbor Oriental? No, apparently. You know what? You know, you're doing this on purpose because I inside I said, we're outside. Let's not. I haven't let's not or anything. Or oh, my God. No, no one can hear me. No. Jesus no, Christ. No, it's Brian. fine. No one can hear me. There's a fan going. They've got these cameras going. Machetes over there choking down tequila. No one can hear us. You can't. You literally are a man. You can't say don't do something to you may think this is your show brother but i'm hosting the bingle bus well i'm okay? hosting my show yeah but in the bingle bus okay yeah so if i'm the if i'm the picard your wharf i'm hosting a chat with pat which is uh, <laughs> a podcast i just announced now <laughs> chat with pat. so you guys aren't in charge frankly shit pat yeah, just usurped us that that was great that was great he's handing tell your story i am You're, tell he, the story you started 10 I minutes am. ago i am i don't think or, or so we can get to the his, topic okay with his tiny sweaty fingers just clutched 20 dollars from joe de rosa <laughs> right exactly or any why do you have a tip jar by your monitor <laughs> i know like a like a like a lounge piano <laughs> yeah, know, player right, right. made me look good baby paul is a unicorn pianist i've heard the song in a while i don't think the lyric is paul is a unicorn pianist <laughs> Okay, so what I was going to say is I was very involved in the porn industry when I lived here in L.A. I produced How so? A, I produced a lot of girl-girl porn okay. um, for pay-per-view television okay. uh, because of mm-hmm. my – I did some women's wrestling stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I – so but but and, and I worked in women's wrestling um, where we would do shows in Atlanta and uh, Miami and mainly Philadelphia – um, and, and I would, uh, we had these girls, we'd fly all the country and they'd be like our, our, we would call them our, our faces. If you know wrestling, they were faces. They were like right. these hot girls to be in the ring and they didn't really know how to wrestle. You had your baby faces and your heels. Well, that, those are the wrestlers. Right. Yeah. But, but. These ring are just, girls. Well, ringers will hold the ring. It's a whole. Right. Trust me. Like, let's not get. Uh, let's, we can burn uh, a fortnight with uh, wrestling terminology here. But, um. But the thing that amazed me is that there was this guy in Atlanta who would always – we did two shows in Atlanta, and he would – this guy owned a website. The website was called something along the lines of like don'tstart.com or something. Uh And what it was was it was a website for guys that had a sexual fetish for women that – do you know what a Varga girl is? No. Oh, you know a Varga girl, really? Like, um, no. like the 40s pinups, you know, like you oh, see sure. painted on the B-57 or Betty B-52. Page. Betty Page. Yeah, yeah, Varga girl. Exactly right. And – Guys that are into that look, and what they do is this guy lives outside, about an hour outside of Atlanta, and he would bring in models, and he had all of this, he had a fleet of class, classic cars, and the girls would sit behind the wheel of the classic car, okay, try to turn over the engine, and the engine wouldn't start, and guys would ejaculate and masturbate and then ejaculate. That's usually how it goes um, to women who couldn't start cars. It's Why? A, it's a fetish. Is it and, like because you're going to help them because you're the no, man? No, it's like this. The girl will sit there. I watched them. I watched them tape. They watch them film it. It's just, he's like seventy years old, and he we bring the car out. He's seventy. Yeah, the guy. Well, it's his website. He owns his website, and the girl sits there. She goes, gin, 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 gin. Gin, 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 gin. then she hits the screen. She goes, oh, 
darn. Now I'll never get this car started. It is a bit randy. It does turn me on a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know why, though. Uh-huh, right. She puts the stick shift up her cunt. But but there was a thing. No one ever gets naked. No one ever. And then basically, and then finally when the car starts, he times He's got a timer. He's got an old school, like Indian runner timer thing. And he'll make hand signs. And then after about six minutes of the car not starting, then he stops and the, and the car finally starts. And that is presumably when one would finish. Right. And your mother. I've got is, the exact opposite thing going on. My car can't start till it sees me come. <laughs> Thank you. Get it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see, you did a reverse. <laughs> yeah. it's, re- it's called a reversal in the business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Ring girl. Give uh, it a reversal. Right, give her, so, but I, I said to the guy, this to me, this is the most fascinating part of this. And then we'll get into the topic of, of both of the shows here. But um, the. Uh, there, I said to the guy, because you know, you never count another man's money, you know. But I said, never uh, count your chips at the table. No, never. Right, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, chicken. <laughs> so, so, like, but the guy would go. So I said to the guy, I said, let me ask you. I said, you know, he goes, well, he goes to me. He goes, I have fifty thousand members, all over the world, and they pay fifty dollars a month for me to put out a video a week. Because he is, I mean, this is sort of the new world of entertainment that we're living in, where he basically puts out this niche product for these 50,000 people that are in the world that share this fetish. And then that's it. So they're in a planet that has maybe, what, 6 billion people on it? There are 50,000 people that like to jerk off to girls that can't start a car. So each person pays a dollar per video, and he makes 50 grand a month. No, it's a membership. It's like 50 bucks a month. So my curiosity about the porn business in general is sure. surely some of these car turning over videos have made it to por- the free porn sites, right? I'm sure they have. But most mem- people take pride in being members of these sites. Okay. And they, uh, like, I, like I, have a, I have a membership. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Is it okay. pride? Sorry. <laughs> Hurtful shame. There it is. Okay. Right. Pride in bizarro world. <laughs> right. Red kryptonite pride. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, what it is, is I, I think that they're, they belong to, like, an inclusive club of of people like like I have a membership the Bang Bros you guys know Bang Bros right of course sure. yeah right exactly and so not Bang and, Bus well Bang no. Bus is on Bang Bros is it yeah 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 the same guy that's where I saw family. Bonnie's asshole shoot out of her asshole on Bang Bros <laughs> yeah, on Bang Bros yeah <laughs> this bus is much like is it sort of like the Bang Do you want bus? me to suck your dick on it no. not really I'll suck Pat's asshole out of his asshole <laughs> <laughs> prolapsing it prolapsing it you got I your work cut out for you I really do said it yeah exactly yeah it really is right it's, a, it's almost like whoever can pull your asshole out will be the king of england <laughs> yeah it took yeah, exactly. real good it's yeah. like uh, excalibur excalibur <laughs> there you go. right it'd be funny if machete has like that silver plate on his head like the movie excalibur <laughs> i are going to be the king of england you will be <laughs> that was a passable impression of merlin i think <laughs> i uh <laughs> that was not what merlin sounded like <laughs> you do, then you do it then no, Merlin sounded more like Ian McKellen, like regal English nobleman. I are going to be the king of England. He wasn't an Irishman. I keep trying to tell you that. <laughs> that's the a Scotsman. That's the thing, right? <laughs> you're going to be the king of a England. Scotsman? That's right. not a racial uh, You're slur, going slur, to be the right? king of England. That's, you can say Scotsman. You can right? say Scotsman. And here's my joke, too. Like, if I'm not joke, but if someone's Chinese, a Chinese man is Chinese, can you call him a Chinaman? Because no, I, that's considered, that's that's considered uh, 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 racist, I think, right? That's etiquette. That's oh, look at you, Pat! Right, picking up the thread. Yeah, no, that's not. Somebody's got to keep us on track. Thank you. I chat with Pat. I wasn't chat with Pat. I was never quite 
I'm not saying it's not valid that they that they're saying it's a racial term. I've never quite understood why it was though, because it, does, it doesn't sound like there's anything offensive in it. You're well, saying China and then man. You know, here's the thing. You know, they have is that had, offensive. No, we had the alien sedition. Like Irishman, Scotsman. Yeah, is it the same thing? For some reason, different words hit people different ways. Maybe because they used it when with during the railroad times or whatever. Yeah, well, you, in a derogatory way. You wouldn't say like Mexican man. No, but I mean it's China man. Well, that's that's worse than Mexican. Oh, God, you're just a boat hack and dressed like one, too. Brian's wearing shorts with pineapples embroidered on Thank you. They're embroidered pineapples. They really and are. And a hot pink. Uh, it's white, white pink. Uh, I that, have hot pink. What's that brand with the Lacoste. alligator? Lacoste. Lacoste shirt. It's, yeah, it's, oh, it's a crocodile. Anyway. What? I thought it was eyes on. No, you want to hear this one? Okay. Okay, here's what happened. Um, I said, you heard this before. I know, so I've okay. heard both, actually. No. IZOD had the license to distribute Lacoste products in America under the IZOD label. Okay. They floundered in their marketing and, frankly, their distribution. We all can, you know, we can all, we can all I don't want to offend your neighbor, yeah. but we can all talk about the distribution of IZOD products under the Lacoste right. label. So about 15 years ago, they hit the reset button and their contract expired and Lacoste took all their stuff back and they only sold them in boutique stores. Okay. So now IZOD is this big, corny... Um, like crest with golf clubs, oh, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. And, the, yeah. You know, and that's it. And then Lacoste products have the croc because there was the, one of the first tennis pros was a guy named Jean Lacoste, and they called him the croc because his serve resembled the tail of a crocodile. They're very expensive shirts too. Yeah, yeah. well, it's I, a Clark I'm, Griswold shirt. Is what it yeah, is. it is. It is. I'm and pretty well Kevin at Walsh, this point. I, I well, think. What does a shirt like that cost? Well, this. I is, mean, to get a fit like this, Brian. I mean, you must pay. <laughs> I am a side. I am a right, right. I, yeah, my my side is a Down syndrome husky. <laughs> now I'm a seven. I'm okay. a seven, which is extra large. They go eight and nines. And but they also Eight have. Nine. But if you buy a Lacoste shirt from Saks Fifth Avenue, the uh, the the alligator or the crocodile. Look at me. Now I'm doing it. You're gauche. <laughs> the crocodile will be gold. And they also uh. they also make a sport. They make a sport co- uh, coat. I I have. I probably easily have thirty to forty of these shirts. Now this, I I actually believe that this. For those of you listening, uh, we're, we're, we are discussing etiquette for the purposes of the crossover of my podcast right. because my podcast centers around a topic. Uh, I do believe the talk of your wardrobe does tie into etiquette a bit because you are dressed like a man that you'd think would have class. I have impeccable manners. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I mean, you're raised... walking around. You look like you just docked right yeah, a yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you're waltzing in no socks. You got no, the dock siders on. My spring, my spring sperries. I know. Well, I was. You're raised... ordering an Arnold Palmer, perhaps. <laughs> right? Yeah. right. Yeah, there... you, yeah, and, and in a fun way, I mean this. You're one of the most fun and appropriate people Thank I know. You. Right? Yeah. I can't believe my club admits Catholics. <laughs> Good Lord, you imagine that? <laughs> who's who's next? The Pope. Open the buffet table. <laughs> you're you're a wild yeah, yeah. man. Well, I was raised. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. I was I was raised not poor, but not. I didn't have a lot of money. And what happened was, my father was married four times before he was forty. And I was my single mother. She did her best. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But I went to a middle school. I grew up in downtown Baltimore. I don't mean to brag. Uh, in downtown Baltimore, but I used because my uh, neighborhood was very can it, urban. Can you want to close that? Or okay. please. And so. I was one of the few uh, white kids okay. in, in my neighborhood. It was like a lot of white flight was happening. And sure. so yeah. we used my father's third wife's address so I could go to the fancy Baltimore County public school where all the kids had Benetton and jams. Right. And they all silver. carried their books out of the leather strap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, L.L. Bean book bag with the, with the, with the uh, silver. With the, no, I just mean the, the leather strap around the books. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not 190. Like yeah. the old days. One time yeah. this Rapskillian, Tom Sawyer, had me paint a whitewashed fence. And boy, I tell you, that was a Lent to remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, so basically, I so I showed up. I remember this very well because I was hardly bullied as as a kid, 
and I showed up at the new fancy middle school. And all the kids started in Baltimore City. You start middle school seventh grade. The kids started sixth grade. So I, I got there a year into everyone already being friends and stuff. And I showed up. And you guys, I mean, how old are you, Pat? Thirty-four. You're really thirty-four. Do I look older? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. Wow. You Benjamin Buttons. <laughs> I have Attack gray you, but... hair in my beard. All right. That's what yeah, it is. Okay. I'm 34. Okay. That's all right. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, edit that out. Forget all the N-bombs. <laughs> Forget my look of amazement and embarrassment when Pat told me he's 12, 20 years younger than I thought he um, I did get ID'd the other night. <laughs> did you really? I'm going to hang on to that for a very right. long time. Is that for the early bird you, at you, Sizzler? I, where did you get ID'd? <laughs> No, I was shocked. I was completely shocked. <laughs> he was trying to see a movie at 2 p.m. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm no, here where, for the... Where did you get ID'd? Restaurant. For what restaurant? Sizzler. I don't even remember where I was. Oh. Big Scrub. Oh, uh, so I don't know, some brunch. I want to go in there when downtown. I need a, like, a charge. Where downtown, I need, like, a, yeah. Like a, where I need to feel good. The whole I, table like gasped, which made me feel good. Oh, good. That's yeah. great. I love it. I love it. Okay. I was in a little sailor suit. I had a <laughs> giant lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> right had a pacifier. Right. A slightly deflated balloon yeah, in your yeah. left hand. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Exactly. It's just like standing in line. Right. Baby Yui. Right. <laughs> I was eating out of a plastic bag of Cheerios. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> they probably, you know, all the Cheerio, like the dye got into your beard. They couldn't yeah. see the gray in your exactly. beard. Exactly. You had a beard full of Cheerio dust. What, right. is, what is your stance on etiquette, Pat? What are, where are you, where are your boundaries? It's a huge topic that we need to f- focus on something etiquette is a huge topic well i mean here we go guy here's we gotta be rules here here's my etiquette rules i think uh i don't come in their eyes oh i think if you're here's my i mean are we talking dating are we talking like what do you bring to a party are we socially socially like is there a a type of joke you'd be afraid to tell at a party two jews (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't i don't one of those types i never risk that stuff really well, I mean, okay, so then there we go. Writing on a show, everything is, is kind of is uh, up for grabs, but when I go to like other people's houses, I I've learned my lesson. I've gotten drunk and tried to talk like I do at work, and you can't do that at people's houses. Are you saying right. at work you're able to be inappropriate, even though you work for network TV shows? Completely, yeah. Okay. I think any writer's room. Like uh, There was the huge Friends lawsuit, which went to the Supreme Court, where they would <laughs> sit in the room and you know make really disgusting jokes talk about their sex lives but that's what friends was their sex lives right right right. then they would say like what was actually referenced in the trial was do you think courtney cox has twigs in her vagina because she was getting very thin and that was referenced in the trial was that the writers said this and they had to bring the writers up and say did you say in the writers room that courtney cox had twigs in her vagina no i said she's she had sticks in her cunt That's yeah. that's more awkward than, than than being like, where did you touch the little girl? Exactly. <laughs> the, Show the, us on the doll. The, ri- the writer's assistant situation. To me. The writer's assistant filed a lawsuit against him and said she shouldn't have to hear this all day. And the Supreme Court sided with the writers and said it's a show about sex. They have to be free to discuss sex. And the writers actually won that case. But we hear about that every year. We do a mandatory sexual harassment seminar where yeah. you have to hear about that landmark case. But I don't. I don't. And I they never bring risk that it. part up every time. Every time. In the seminar, they right. reference that specific some, joke. Well, you think yeah. they let it die at this point? <laughs> Probably would. some bro with some giant clip <laughs> standing in front of a chalkboard. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's—I mean, you know, I'm a—I'm a—I'm think I'm sort of in between where you and Brian are, because I do—I have joked in ways with people where they've gotten offended and it's annoyed the shit out of me. But then I've also. I've seen you and, say the uh, the c word to a lady, and she didn't appreciate it at my birthday party. Right. You know what? I oh, I saw you know, her. But after your mother that. is a cunt. I saw. <laughs> I don't know why my mother was there. Frank. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, she had it coming. Or should I say she had a cunt? I saw her after that. Pat and I. This is the story. We were at a party. Uh, <laughs> my party. 
No, it was at Nick. It was my birthday. It was that with Pat. Pat was tenth anniversary. Party. It was Nick Kroll's oh, premiere man. party for season two. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We were at the after party thing, and you and I were talking to a writer friend of ours, and I won't mention her name just in case she doesn't want her name to be mentioned. But Lisa I, we, Kudrow. We were yeah. Her name is Courtney Cox. <laughs> uh, now we were talking Thanks to a writer China. friend of ours. Right. Sorry. And that's okay. And uh, and she said, "How's work?" I was working on the Pete Holmes show at the time. She said, "How's work going?" And I said, "It's good." I said. Uh, I made some joke. I said, you know, uh, money, cars, women, and whatever, something like that. And she said, uh, she said, oh, that's why you're in it, huh? That's why you're in the business. And I said, hey, baby, I'm in it for the three C's. And she said, the three C's. And I went, cash, cars, and, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. but on, and Sidebar, did you say you know or did you drop the C-bomb? I C believe I said just you know. I don't okay. think I actually said the word. And then they seemed visibly offended. Yeah. But. People don't love the word, Joe. Weeks ago. Met that person for a few drinks, brought it up. She goes, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I love yeah. the word. I'm not offended by it. Did you make I just didn't laugh because I got distracted or something. This person we're talking about once I sent her an email and I was like, Hey, how you doing? And I was trying to get uh, in contact with a friend of hers. Sure. Um, and it was very like nice, complimentary. There was nothing weird about it. And she replied to me, thinking she was forwarding it to someone else. Said, can you believe this fucking asshole? Look how arrogant he is. He thinks I know who he is. I don't even know who the fuck this is. And it went on and on and on. And she sent it to me. So I wrote oh. back and I was like, hey, I think you really misinterpreted the tone of my email. I was just trying to say hello. Um, sorry you feel that way. Whatever. And she wrote back, I'm a C word. Immediately. Uh, okay. So she's cool with the word. She is. But uh, now we're friends. I don't say the word. You don't say the so word. So I guess I'm, I have some etiquette. Well, I know this person. And that's your, but that's your definition. Now, oh why don't you say the word? Uh, but just then so many people hate it, and I don't need to bother people. I well, bother I, people enough with my own. I agree. If I'm in the that's where I was saying I was between you and Brian. I feel like I'm in. If I'm in the company of somebody that's truly offended, I'm not going to push their buttons. But etiquette's manners. Etiquette's not saying cunt. Etiquette. Well, some is, people would say that's manners, is to not say cunt. No, you're no. I wouldn't agree. Et, etiquette is 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 opening a door for someone. Etiquette is writing a thank you note. Etiquette is standing up when a woman leaves the table. Etiquette. Is is it's it's not we're not you're not it's talking you wouldn't you wouldn't say not using certain language in front of a lady. Is, that's, that's is that be now is that a little that. antiquated? Do people stand up when women leave the table? Do I you did, do that? I did today at, at a lunch. I don't stand up, but I, I do one of these. I know and you can't really see the audience can't see, but I'm lifting my uh, undercarriage off of this pleather seat here. Mm -hmm. I just like that. I do that, and I only do it because I know my wife sees me do that, and I do it for my wife. So I'll get some pussy. Yeah, so, yeah. And sometimes you know. she'll slip a finger underneath. <laughs> she really will. Right. She lost That's her Syracuse so college ring last week because we were at a big brunch and <laughs> right, a lot of ladies right. at the table. And I haven't gone number two since. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I just piss it out of my urethra. Right. Yeah. I had to use my thumb to you work it out. it like a stone. Right. I'll, I'll uh, hold a car door uh, for certainly the first month. And then, right. it go then it goes away. And then when you do it, then it's special later on. My Maybe. favorite Woody Allen line literally of all time I is... I like to bang my stepdaughter. <laughs> I can't get that, enough like, of my stepdaughter. Right. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Give me some of that locks. <laughs> yes. Can I tell you my least favorite uh, thing about Woody Allen? Can I tell you my favorite line first? Because yeah, it applies okay. to what you just said. In a minute. And then I want to big pack in both of these In things. a minute. What I hate about oh, Woody wow. Allen, aside from Chat the fact that he may or may not have once to step on. He didn't. I don't believe he did. But that's a that's different, a different, definitely a different. Did you topic. say Decepticon? Did he write Transformers? Did, Is did that? I, I I thought I heard you say Decepticon. No, step, molested no. stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. He but talks in every movie. He'll talk for five minutes about Kierkegaard, Ingmar Bergman, blah blah blah. 
And then he always has a scene where he makes fun of someone passing by for being pretentious. Right. You can't have it both ways, Woody Allen. I, I hate think that that's part of the commentary of no, his films. No, it isn't. I feel it like definitely is. Oh, I absolutely think it is. I don't think it most is. Most of his films deal with his own character's misery due to his own bad shortcomings and bad decisions and things. So I think that's actually uh, another layer of the film that you're not quite getting. But <laughs> whatever. One day, maybe when you're not writing on a sitcom, oh, Jesus you'll Christ. get this kind of Woody stuff. Woody Allen's doing a sitcom for Amazon. Go I know, ahead, I'm Jeff. just kidding. What is his sitcom for Amazon? I bought a house from that sitcom. Uh, no, they he doesn't know what it's going to be. with you're only in it, it for the three C's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, uh, I I honestly I'm I'm joking about the sitcom thing, but I think that is part of why I think that is what it is. I think that. Hey, Ernie, we're going to pull that out of uh, we're going to pull that out of talking shit, please. So we're going to I don't want any sitcom back talking. I you know I'm trying to really make a name for myself in this business. So we're going to pull that. Keep all the other end bombs in and whatever else. I don't mind at all, really. Like Kierkegaard said, it's better sideways. <laughs> What's that? Making fun of sitcoms. Oh, I know you don't mind. He's joking. Bring me back silver but spoons. My point is, is, I think that's just another layer to the film. I, I disagree, but that's not. Go ahead. You're talking about Woody Allen, your favorite line of all time. No, I, I interrupted, which is not good etiquette. Yeah, it's not going to apply now. No, we go right into it. You said the or thing you can about, edit everything I say out, like you seem to want to do, because you just want to be the fucking Joe DeRosa show. No, that's chat not with Pat. True. Am I right? That's I think I'm on chat with Pat now. I was hosting uh, <laughs> Talking Shit. I'm, I'm on chat with Pat. Yeah. I've spoken the least out of the three No, that's of us. true. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, the, uh, you can see Joe at the Laughing Factory at the Irving. Sorry, go ahead. You know what my favorite plugs? It's a Laughing Factory. It's a new plate's opening. We'll get you right back into it. You know, Joe, what is your favorite Woody Allen line of all time? It was because you picked this up from there. You said the thing about the month. You opened the door for the first month. In played against Sam when his girlfriend's dumping him, she goes, she goes, it's not the same as it was when we first started dating. You were so charming then. And he goes, because we just met, I was trying to impress you. I couldn't keep that level of charm up for six years. I'd have a stroke. It's my favorite Woody Allen line. Yeah. It's very true. You go in full steam. You really apply hard. You lay it on thick. But after um, three months, it, it wears off. You can't right. keep it up. But then you pepper but it in this is, uh, once in a while in the future. Yeah. Like what, like, you I'm still like, bring it back. Like, for example, my wife, like two nights ago, like she made pork chops and they were dry, so I punched her in the eye. And I went and I got ice out of the fridge because I'm not a fucking animal. Right. Yeah. And, and you put it on the pork chops to moisten them up. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I spit in her mouth. I oh, said, this is, what, this is what moist tastes like. <laughs> I, got laid, I got laid once this morning. I had good sex this morning, man. I'm sure your wife appreciates you broadcasting that. Please. She's thrilled. I don't know. She doesn't listen to this shit. She's Amish. I keep, her, I keep her in the root cellar. <laughs> but here's the thing. I know you like want to keep Evil Dead? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't have... Well, she's Amish. I, we don't... You know, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do Lutheran-inspired puppet shows <laughs> right, I in, in, in uh, old German, hey, in high look, German. your bread and butter is your bread and butter, no, and you don't turn your back true. on it. We do... It's so funny, because we do all the towns in Lancaster, but we do horse and buggies, so now, we, never, we never really get around. Your, your wife is is quite an, uh, um, I, I would say an appropriate... Oh, the most person. appropriate, yes. Uh, you know, how does she deal with your sort of edgy, well, well, brash uh, sense of humor? Getting back to etiquette, my, my, my mother, okay? <laughs> I love how you brought up my wife, and I, I go right to my mother. Yeah, like a Kierkegaard said, uh, bang your stepdaughter. Aging <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Freud. Uh, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Without feathers? No, no thank you. Uh, Picking duck. Uh, so, thank you. So anyway, I um, my mother instilled like I was when I was a kid. If I had my elbows on the table when I was eating, it was right arm in my pocket. Like you're shanty Irish, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, right arm in your and and this was like the fork was like this. No, it wasn't the table. Please and thank you. Adults are Mister and Mrs. Like my kids. Now that's you, what I did. Yeah, Mister Joe. I had to answer the phone. Hello, Walsh residence. Patrick speaking. There you go. Exactly. Right. Mister Mister Joe. By the way, it really should be Mister by the last name. No, we do. We do You're raising things. your kids like some kind of racist like, butler scenario like from the twenties, like Italian, <laughs> <laughs> like, like obsequious black servants from the forties. Like, yeah, like, hello, Mister Mike. Lovely <laughs> right. yeah, weather for pheasant shooting here. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> I clean the the, the dog shit off your spats, sir. <laughs> no, but I you do first names because nobody nobody does that. And it's over whenever anyone's children address me as Brian. I always refer oh. to them as master. I go right to master. I go, hello, master Andrew. I try to like bring it up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I try to bring it up to like little more. Like, to this day, I don't call my friends' parents by their name. No, never. Where, where'd you grow up, Pat? Missouri. Chat with Pat. Yeah. What part of Missouri? Uh, suburb of St. Louis. Okay. I great. mean, I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age. I'm 37. Yep. Yeah. Let's say I were to date someone in the early 20s, mm-hmm. met their parents. Conceivably, their parents could be in the age range of somebody I would hang out with no. mid 40s. I would still say Mr. or Mrs. So and so. I do the same. Yes. Yeah. Until you may, even if you get the pass. Then I still go. No, we're sticking with. we sticking with. It, it feel. It would feel weird to a certain extent. To, to, yeah. To like if I have it. a drink with my girlfriend's dad now, I'll I'll call him by his name because that feels dad like, yet. No. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right. that's in between. But right. at least the first ten meetings, it was uh, you know from the Mr. pictures or whatever. Oh, well, pictures you, you showed wrote it out yeah, for yeah. that four weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You call him Doctor Kegel with that tight she is. Am I uh, right over Jesus. here now, Patty? All right. This is what I mean. Patty's all right. You're the other side of the line. Well, here's the thing. My mother instilled. My my wife is from. My wife's father uh, went to Princeton and Harvard, and I think it goes back four generations. My wife's family arrived in America in 1632, which makes me laugh. What is even happening in this country in 1632? Like, Your wife seems like she comes from the kind of family where they eat pudding, but it's not pudding. It's like a it's like a dessert. meat. Dessert pudding, some kind. Right, 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 exactly. It's some right, other dish, right. but they call it pudding. Yeah, it, it dessert pudding. No, but they just, for some reason. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, and I am Irish Catholic, and we we came, my family came over here in the late nineteenth century. So I, I always say like we are the wasp, we are the waspiest wasps because number one, we're the original Mexicans. And number two, we like espouse like the Kennedys were like. If you look at pictures of the Kennedys in the the forties and fifties, I mean, their father was a, a, a shanty bootlegger. Right. And, and meanwhile, like you see them, they're in Hyannisport and they're in Botany, you know, Botany Bay, and they're just you know on the sailboats and they're you know. But like you know, you couldn't even be Catholic in this country until like nineteen fifty two. So it's but my my wife is Protestant, and so I but. My mother, because we didn't grow up wealthy necessarily, I had wealthy middle class barely, and so, but my mother instilled good manners in me. So here's the thing: if I was as coarse and profane as I can be, number one, it's a it's a choice. It's a it's a choice to kind of make people laugh, whatever. And then, but it's also the kind of thing I can back it up with really having like if I'm if I went around dropping n bombs and all this other bullshit that I, I do just just to kind of get a visceral reaction out of people, but then it couldn't back it up with elbows on the table, like shoving food in my mouth, and it's gross. Like so, you've got to have the the one and the other, like. So you 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 you'll say outlandish things to be funny and shocking uh, with your friends and and people you know, but you then you're saying you back it up with being you know yeah, I, a I guy know that you so could take yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah 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 like I could take you to my nana's funeral oh yeah you might piss in one of the flower <laughs> arrangements right, right but the point is is you could act outside of that you'd all right. be all right I go up to your mother go open casket really look at her yeah I mean seriously look at her what the fuck this look is more her. like a twelve feet under yeah yeah. <laughs> This is a cremation situation, <laughs> yeah, if you know right, what I mean. Yeah. Just bring a lighter and start yeah. putting it by your nose. Right. Con- coincidentally, my nana did look terrible in the coffin. Oh, oh she did? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't care. I know. Well, you didn't like her? 
She was okay. Okay. I, I, I say some pretty harsh things about her on stage. She, she wasn't oh, my yeah? favorite person. She wasn't the worst person. She was just, you know. I love that you say harsh things about your uh, aunt. No, on, Nana. Not, Nana. Nana, yeah. Your aunt. I, my aunt I love very much. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. But then you'll do it on stage, but we won't say anything right now. Uh, she was just a very, she was a very. podcast hound. She was can't right. get enough of them. She, she's a big, big Opie and Anthony fan. Like <laughs> like all people over sixty, she's real into podcasts. Yeah, exactly. So she, she'll probably hear it. Yeah, she was a very uh, callous, selfish person. She was not the warm grandmother that you you know the stereotypical grandmother that you picture baking pies and and being very adoring and loving with. Can her I get real for a minute? And she just was. I'm being very real. No, can I get real yeah, with you sure, for a minute? Yeah. Do you think that she loved you less because you were adopted? Like, you know what? I got to be honest with you, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know, and I don't think so. Because generationally, but she's the kind of person that, that potentially that right. would have been conceivable. Because generationally, it's kind of like why do? You, in you fact, know? she was against the idea. See, I believe she was. No, no, that was my mom's dad that was against it. They were, but she came to watch me. It's funny when my, when my parents first got me, she came to watch me because my parent, my mom had to something happened. My mom had to go to the hospital. She broke her leg or something, and. um and my nana called my parents like a day in and they said, uh, you have to take me home. I can't do this. Like, I can't stay with your baby and watch this kid. Like, she was that kind of person. Ugh. She was very hoity-toity. It was all about her. Right. Um, very, very passive-aggressively manipulative and blah, blah, Not blah. Not great etiquette, I'll tell you that much. Not great etiquette. Not, very, not a very fun, warm person, you know, no. to, to be around. Not a grandmommy person. Right. You know, like, it, like you want. You want that, you want that, uh, you know, you want... You want Mama's family. You want that lady. Well, maybe not that lady. Sweet to her family either, really. No, but she she was candid. Pat, she told it like it was. Pat, <laughs> Chat with Pat. She didn't pull it Pat. You go. My favorite Mama's family, and I, I used to watch two a night with my little sister. Shout out to Michelle Walsh. It is National Siblings Day. But <laughs> we'd be watching Mama's family. Oh, and yeah. Shout out to Michelle. There was an episode only in the 80s, the time of cocaine. Could you do this? Uh, but the show <laughs> starts and the plot's just clearly not there. Like you, you like nothing's starting, and it's been about ten minutes, and you, you you sense that there's no story starting. And for the last twenty minutes of the episode, it's Mama struggling to get comfortable in a hammock. That's the whole episode. She's trying to get, and it flips, and then she's face down on the floor. She keeps trying to get in the hammock, and I, it's one of the funniest episodes of the show. But you could tell the writers were like, "Let's throw this story out." Let's just have Mama try to get in that hammock. You know, Pat, I may not be a member of the WGA, but I'm uh, referring Ibsen's The Seagull. And uh, if you've ever read that play, you'll know that the second half of it is just uh, a guy getting into a hammock. A Russian guy trying a Russian to get in right. And yeah. you know why he's, he couldn't get in it? Because he's Russian to get in it. Just take your time, buddy. Yeah, exactly. you got to slow exactly. it down. Yeah. So yeah. Slash on vodka, yeah. can't get in. Yeah. 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 Uh, See, that's a very etiquette heavy joke right there. Yeah, you could tell that at any function. Lot of, you could tell that at Joe's Nana's funeral. Yeah, uh, quick, quick, in the eulogy, open the, with that the, icebreaker. I, I got a nice, uh, I got a nice cocaine etiquette story. So, um, huh? a while for the sake of the story, this happened a long time ago. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I was in a wedding um, where a friend of mine got married at Caribbean Island, and I was in the wedding. And um, his wife, and he was a musician. You know who this is. And um, his wife was a banker. Yes. And, and I. Um, I was in the wedding party, and uh, we were. It was this big wedding, and but half the I I went to NYU with this guy, and half the audience, audience, half the the, um, the 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 attendants of the, of the wedding or the, the the guests were his guests. So they were like a lot of actors and musicians or whatever. The other half were people that work for the big bank where she 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 worked, and they're they're now since divorced, by the way. So, um, but we started off the morning 
at eight o'clock in the morning, and I went to you know they have, sometimes they have like a groom suite where it's like a room in a, in a hotel or resort or whatever. And we show up, and the first thing we all do is we each drink half a pint of Patron. Oh, at Jesus. like eight o'clock in the morning, just a pint, a half a pint. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is which is kind of doable if you, then you then just kind of take a four hour nap. <laughs> yeah. And so what's we, half of about five shots. Uh, yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, man. threw it yeah. down. No chaser, just ice cold, just boom. And then we, we drank all day. And then I had to read um, Callie Gilbron's The Prophet. And before the wedding, oh yeah, like well, in the ceremony, like in the ceremony. And this was seven. Oh, or you eight had to read like later. an excerpt. From yeah, yeah, like a yeah, like a, what is it? A poem? It's a passage or something like that. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, it was like a. It was like you know, like love has many blah blah oh, blah. Sure. You know, like one of these fucking things. So, yeah. so I'm sitting there and I'm. And I'm reading it, and I'm so f- drunk that I'm laughing. And when I left, I knocked over the microphone stand. And again, I'm, this is not a proud moment for me. I'm not saying this for comedic effect. So then we go to the uh, rehearsal dinner, and we sit down. And I was annoyed because all the other groomsmen were up on, like, this dais. And I was at a table with, like, family members. And I don't even know why that – it was so stupid. I don't even – and so I go, I go and uh, I, I, they were doing toasts. And I grab the microphone, and I announce – that the bride's or the groom's father is giving hand jobs in the bathroom and he's got leathery carpenter hands. So, this is in front of the entire wedding. This is in front of like 140 people. Oh, in a bo- I know, I'm not proud of this story at all. So, I do this thing and then I go to the DJ and I go to him. I'm like, get me Coke. And he's like, all right, it's got to love this particular island, which rhymes with Rorto Rico. The and DJ's like, okay, no problem. I'll risk my <laughs> yeah, business. It, dude, it's Rorto Rico that is his business. So we go, and he picks up, like, I get, like, it was so funny. He wanted, it was an eight ball, which is, as we all know, um, I still know, uh, three and a half grams. And, um, How much is an eight ball? Uh, Cost wise or? Cost wise. 180 bucks, 200 bucks. And an eight ball is the size of like a magic $300, no, aren't they? No, well, you figure grams are 60. 60 times three is 180. And you figure half is 200, about 200 bucks. But I mean, What's you know. What's the size? 3.5 grams. It's I don't common. know what that means at all. Is okay, it the size well, of a magic eight ball or the size of no, a golf Pat, ball? No, Pat, it has nothing to do with that fucking dumb thing you shake and says maybe so. It's a unit don't of Don't talk about Pat's girlfriend like that. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I don't even know if that made sense, but all right. Dumb thing you shake, like you're shaking her to oh, yeah, get yeah, her yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you're right. close friends with her, so you can tell her that joke at brunch. Uh, right. Is it not. the size of a golf no, ball? No, no, no. So I'll tell you, it's a unit of measurement. It's an eighth of an ounce. So an ounce is 28 grams. Okay. So an eight ball is one eighth of an ounce. It has okay. nothing to do with the size. It's, it's not a thing of a, a, a magic eight ball or any of that shit. It's, it's just a unit of measurement. So, so like the little baggie that... That you'll have occasionally, Joe. Oh, God, Pat. Jesus, Pat. Come on, Pat. Don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Hey, listen, let's cut out all the Coke stuff and all the end bombs Thanks, Ernesto. Keep in the stuff. Listen, of- listen. How much is that in relation to an eight ball? Well, you remember how much you did? You did about <laughs> half of it. <laughs> yeah, Pat. So you've done like an eighth what's of an a, eighth what's of an eight ball? Two can play at this what's game, What's a little baggy in comparison to an eight ball? Huh? Now we have to poop. I, I don't know. I, you're asking me as if I'm some sort of an expert you on really this. Usually a baggy that I've dabbled. I just want to know. I've admitted to my dabbling, but I don't know. But how much is Usually it? An eighth of, it's like an eighth of weed. It, like I have it, another, it's an eighth. I never thought of mine. It's a pill bottle. It's an, like an, a, you know an eighth of weed. You know what that is, right? It's like a, a pill bottle. It's an eighth of an ounce. You've bought an eighth of weed before. Like a pill bottle, Correct. Okay. That amount, yeah. Okay, yes. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That filled. Yes. Another friend of mine whose grandmother hit him because he's adopted, His he would always buy 60s, which are like a gram. They're not really a gram. Well, I like never saw weed in a pill bottle until I moved to L.A. When right, I, right. Where I grew up, it was... Chat with Pat and Glaucoma. It was in a, it was in a 
you know, a sandwich bag. Okay. Sandwich bag. Would you buy a lid? <laughs> right. Maui wowie. Well, no, my mom would put it in my lunch bag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, so anyway, so I bought, I so I, this is the greatest. So I go to the DJ and I'm like, he goes, all right, how much do you want? I'm like, give me two eight balls. And he's like, that's $500. I go, no problem. I had no money on me. So he gives me the two eight balls. And he goes, like, you think you were going to do a two eight ball? Well, because I was getting them for everybody. I was fucking <laughs> wasted. Honestly, am, that's etiquette. Godly amount etiquette. of yeah. cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I knew, like, my buddy party. I knew other people party. And I really wanted everybody. I'm like, I win coke. And so the guy comes like a half an hour later. Gives me the thing. I just take it. And, like, I go in the bathroom. Do, like, a huge bump. I don't have any money. He's like, then the people are like, the DJ's looking for you. I'm like, you guys got to give him 500 bucks. And I get the coke in. Anyway, I black out. I wake up the next morning and I go down to like, there's like a brunch of like, of, 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 there's like a, a farewell brunch or whatever, like a post Yeah, brunch. yeah. My I least go, favorite part of any wedding. Yeah, I go down to that and it's like, it was like Damien coming. It was like, it was, it was, you would have thought I had like a Rottweiler with red eyes next to me. Like, I'm going to the stairs. Carmina Brana's O Fortuna is playing at like <laughs> half of the, half the wedding party. Like the, the actors and the, <laughs> They start clapping, and the other half, the, the, the bride's part, because apparently the, my friend's uh, brother's, um, my, my friend's, uh, the white girl I was getting married to, her brother was trying to beat me up, and I don't remember, I blacked out, so I blacked out, so anyway, so I get back, we're on the way back to New York, and I, my buddy calls me, my buddy who got married, he goes, listen, he goes, I'm sorry to you know, say this, but he goes, my, my wife is inconsolable, he's like, she said you ruined her wedding, because some, apparently one of her aunts came up to her, and which I think is a really shitty thing to say, her aunt came up to her and said, that guy ruined your wedding for me, like, number one, like, keep it to yourself to a certain extent, like, don't make, don't bring this to the bride into it. What was the reaction in the house when you made the comments? Well, half of them. Well, what happened was, is I actually grabbed the mic. It was a wireless microphone, and I saw a bunch of. She's half Thai, and I saw a bunch of these Thai guys coming at me like from around the corner, and I started running around with microphone. Just and I'm not. I won't say it, but yelling the N word into the microphone. What is wrong with <laughs> you? At a wedding? I was. Yeah. I, I'm with the aunt. Yeah, I'm with. You, I was, I'm, I'm with the aunt. Aunt. I'm not telling this like I'm proud of the story. It's not a good. It's. A, I'm with this the was, aunt too. This was a breach of etiquette. What are you in a fucking Vince Vaughn movie? <laughs> yeah, what the hell is wrong with you? I think Vince Vaughn was in my movie. <laughs> I mean, like that. Else is that would be right. too unlikable for a Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was all, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vince Vaughn by way guess, of you know, trauma funny, funny films. drunk wedding stuff. Right. Lars, Vince Vaughn yeah. and Lars von Trier's tie yeah. wedding. <laughs> tie exactly. wedding yeah. crashers. I'm like a blue... <laughs> I'm like Blu-ray... How would I miss crashers? Blu-ray... I had a perfect I was, joke. That's what I was referencing. I don't understand. Put the mic in front of your face, Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. It's all right. Yeah, it's like a Blu-ray Easter egg of horribleness. <laughs> it's just like, right? Yeah. Vince Vaughn's like, the Holocaust never happened. Well, wrap this story, because I, okay, I, I saw I, the tower most shameful moments. Okay, fair Ugh. enough. So I, I did that, and then, so I wrote a letter to the bride, and I was, it was the most heartfelt. It was like, it was like a longhand. It probably, probably looked like, like something that the Count of Monte Cristo would write after being in secluded for 30 right. years. And I was just like, look, I hate myself. I'm so sorry. It all worked out. And then they got, they got divorced like a year later, so who cares? But that was a real breach of etiquette. etiquette my, go ahead, please. Go ahead. My favorite Brian McCarthy story ever, and Eddie coincidentally and I both have told the story on stage in different ways tied into bits the reason he quit drinking uh, I, I well quit. he quit for a while I quit I quitted drinking thank god he's back yeah, he back. sucked when he was really dry did. he really did he was just fucking edgy yeah. he was yelling at everybody all the time <laughs> anyway so, you know you 50% of the time don't drink and then are kind of a dick about that and the other 50% drink a lot and then are kind of a dick about that me? Like, have some shots! And then the other time, you're like, well, no, stop drinking. Like, We're not going to drink. That was the when gayest... do I ever tell you to not drink? That was the gayest half I've some said, shots. I'm not drinking, so I can't hang out. You're like, have some yeah, shots. You're, you just, you're, you're one or the other. You're hot and you're cold. Katy Perry style, baby. <laughs> 
All right, I'm sorry. I'll work I get on it that. too, but like, like when I'm not drinking, you're like, drink a fucking drink. I look on Thanksgiving when you came over for when you came over for Thanksgiving, yeah, and you didn't drink at all. That was annoying me. It was Thanksgiving? It was a huge holiday. Why, Why weren't you drinking? I don't know. It was because the night sometimes before I we don't got drink. we got Patrick, real drunk the night before. Put in front of your microphone, buddy. Come on. Don't sometimes don't I don't drink. Right. Anyway, I just felt like that was a waste of time. Anyway, listen. My favorite Brian story, the reason he quit drinking was uh, he had a, a PTA meeting. Oh, boy. PTA uh, dinner. Or I dinner, excuse me. He hosted a PTA dinner at his house that he doesn't remember. Oh, boy. Doesn't remember. Not good. Receives an email <laughs> from the head of the PTA the next day that says, you're not allowed to host PTA meetings at dinners, dinners. anymore. Uh, there were too many complaints about all the black and Jewish jokes you told oh, last night. No. I'm not. That's what I mean. Now, now, here's the story that didn't make him quit drinking. Uh, double teamed a post-op transsexual with his buddy and ate the girl's vagina. Said it tasted like a rubber balloon. Wet I balloon. Said, wet balloon. I said, why did you eat the vagina? And he goes, if you're going to get wet, you got to go swimming. That's what he said. Didn't quit drinking from that. Quit drinking. Didn't quit it, drinking from a manicured, manipulated penis. Uh, it was but, all tucked but, in. But, but, but quit drinking because of the PTA dinner. And, yeah, I, I live in a very important. small school, and that, that was what I was really, literally embarrassed. My wife was like, "Look, like, there's, we got to kind of figure this out." So I just put myself on the wagon for like nine months, yeah. gained thirty pounds. And now here's here's a kids. If anyone's listening out of here, just don't drink vodka before ten a.m. Okay, that's all I can. That's all I can tell you, kids. If if that's if if my tale of by the way, this has been turned into a. Uh, I'm optioning this is a movie with Judith Light. Uh, for lifetime, <laughs> don't drink playing. vodka before ten a.m. Yeah, exactly. Is the title? Right, right. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I drank vodka before ten a.m. Yeah, right. who's the boss? Yeah. I am, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's her standing in front of a giant <laughs> grave with a, and they're loading a school bus into it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, I'll tell my boast and my boast embarrassing. It's nowhere near your oh, shit show uh-huh. of a story. <laughs> uh, most embarrassing drinking moment. This yes. is this was my most embarrassing moment I've ever had in my life, we, where I just felt this. The, the the smallest and stu- most stupid I ever felt. Um, I was at a show. Um, I had been uh, recently at the time dating a comedian. And, Bill uh, Burr? Yes. Bill and I were together for quite some time. <laughs> no, I was dating a comedian, and she had, uh, she had broken up with me uh, just before this happened. And yeah. it, it was about a month before it. Sure. I hadn't seen her for a month, and I was pretty broken up over it, and... Sure, I, mean, I really liked her and blah, blah, blah. Paul one of the greats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see you doing me. You see you on The View all the time. You're like, Joy Behar, yeah, yeah. come to me. Exactly. <laughs> Sleep. Uh, so I I was going to this show, and I thought I might see her for the first time. So I got all, you know, in my Sunday best or whatever, uh, and went over there, and, and she was there. Yeah. I did see her, and immediately I was like, ooh, and, she's, and she was like, hey, you look good. I like your shirt. You look really good. And I was like, uh, you know, and I thought, like, here we go. Yeah. And then my buddy comes up to me and he goes, uh, his name's Joe List. He's a comic. He goes, uh, he used to have this show in New York at this barbecue pre- place is where it was. The List List. Yeah. And he goes, do you want to go on? I go, no, not really. I don't really feel like going on tonight. And he goes, you get free booze all night if you do. Just go on for the free booze. So I was like, okay. So I immediately... Tell the bartender, well, I'm one of the performers tonight. And I just start drinking incessantly. I get on stage. I'm shit-faced. There are two girls that were part of a comedy team uh, that were sitting next to 
Carfo right. notes. No, 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 no. They're, okay. they're, they're actually girl. I'm not saying this to protect myself for them. I don't remember who they are. They never developed into anything okay. as far as I know. Great. But they were sitting to stage left, and I went on right after they did. Now I'm on stage. I'm not doing very well because I'm very drunk, and they're talking. And I go, I go, can you guys stop talking, please? Their friend, who was the third girl, who was not in the part of the comedy team, but sitting at the table goes... We'll stop talking when you start being funny. Oh, I go have what she's having. I go, hey everybody, who invited Cunty McGillicuddy to the party tonight? Right? Why not McGilla? C U N T Y. Cunty. Pat, I had about eight shots of Jaeger at me at this. Okay, point. sure, I, sure, uh, sure. Uh, it falls completely flat. The two comedians at the table get offended, and I go, hey, fuck you two. You were up here and we all shut the fuck up and watched your fucking horse shit. Now you're going to fucking talk through mine? Fuck you, you're comics. You should fucking know better, right? Oh, boy. Nothing. Silence. Yeah, Nobody's well. getting my back. <sighs> I look to the back of the room. There's the girl I dated and f- three other comics. I call them out one by one oh, by no. name. And I go, I go, hey, is anybody going to support me up here? Oh, God. And I start calling them out and I go, I go, we all complain about this shit on the road. You go on the road, people act like this, we complain. Oh. Now they're doing it here, you're all going to leave me hanging. Oh. Fuck all of you, man. What the fuck? I'm on my own on this one. I'll be in the bingo basement if you need me. Right? I get off stage. Nobody, it's, it's oh. horrible. It's the worst thing ever. I get off stage. I go to the comics then, and I decide to address them one by one oh. and explain to them why they were wrong. None of them want to hear it. The fourth comic, and he's a good friend of mine, is Mike Kaplan. And, I, uh, and I'm giving him shit. And I go, Mike, you know, I said it to everybody else. I'm going to say it to you. You should have got my back up there, man. Yeah. And Mike Kaplan just goes, Joe, let's talk about this when you're sober. Which is, that hurts really bad. Sure. When somebody says to you, you're too drunk right now. To even you, engage. Exactly. So I was like, okay. And then I went to the bar and kept drinking naturally. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. what you do. You should, I'll show that Joe list. Kept drinking, and then um, uh, and then I ended up at the bar at the end of the night with the girl that I had dated, and then decided to take it all out on her, and I'm like yelling at her, and I'm like, and then she's like, well, I'm gonna get a ride with my friends, I guess. I was gonna hang out with you, and I go, no, no, stay, stay, and she goes, I don't think so, Joe, and just walked out, and I was literally the last person at the bar, all by myself, two a.m. So. You go from saying, maybe I'll go to that show, maybe I will, got to put on my best face, the girl might be there, you get there, I don't want to go on, okay, I'll go on for the free drinks, all that to being literally the last man standing, and everybody thinks you're a douchebag. That was a shitty round of phone calls the next morning, calling people and apologizing. You know what I like about you, though? You you really own up when you make mistakes, at least you will the next day, you know what I mean? So you like to engage and address, you know, rightly or wrongly, your proclivities you know what i mean which is good it's good it's some people would just be like oh fuck them i was drunk so what like that's no no that's i, I you, you can't yeah but there's that, that's health that's re, you're not a very healthy person emotionally but that's actually healthy well i'm healthier now healthier so now there are things now that i've been on prozac and under therapy uh there are things now that i would say tough shit if you didn't like it because I, I'm able to say, well, that's just, I didn't do anything wrong. But still in a situation like that, I would have the pe- presence of mind to apologize. I mean, something like that. I'm like, I was, I was wrong. Do you, just, do you just call people? Do you just text everybody a big group text and go, my bad, LOLs? 
I called everybody and apologized personally. Well, usually pretty cool. Well, when I, did, when I had that, uh, that dinner at my house and I blacked out, I wrote a letter of apology to every person that came to my house and I refunded their $65. So I gave everyone back. You had to pay money? What was that? You was a fundraiser. Oh, that's how it works? They, people, they pay $65 to come eat at my house. Where'd you and, cook that night? Uh, I made... How of a cook this guy? Thank you. How of a cook? Thank you. I, I made a Tuscan bolognese, which is basically a bolognese with no... It's like nutmeg and heavy cream and pork. And the reason why I said anti-Semitic stuff was because you submit your menu to the um, to this like... Um, PTA thing and they and then people have they, they people check like I eat chicken I eat beef I eat pork and, and there was some woman who come, showed up to my house and she's like I'm a vegetarian and meanwhile like I put in there she's like I'm Jewish and I'm a vegetarian and I apparently I said something along the lines of like what are you a Jew <laughs> I don't like I was like so and I went I was like what are you a dirty Jew no, but here's my question yep. you were obviously joking correct yes it just it, it lands flat when it does land flat, and I understand that a joke can land fat. I understand that a joke can can make somebody go, I don't want to hear that, and then you go... Company, people can't even laugh at that, because then they're as bad as the person telling right. the joke. But my question is this. If somebody knows you're joking, my theory is always this, or my opinion is always this. If it's your real opinion, then it's under scrutiny for you to potentially be an asshole or whatever. If you're joking, even if I don't think the joke's funny or I potentially get offended by it or somebody else's, I will never crucify you for it because I'm like, he was trying to be funny and he failed. But when you, you know what I mean? But, yeah, who, but who, who? People are very, it's when you, when people, if you're perceived as racist or anti Semitic or whatever the fuck that is, if they don't know you, no one's going to cut you a break. And also, if this. they know you're joking? Yeah, but she didn't. Here's the thing people don't want to, whatever it was, if you're that drunk, and here's the thing also, people will jump on things to be offended by. The people will be, people like to be offended. I guess that is a good call. I, I, I There is a situation where I can imagine myself with somebody I didn't like very much telling me like really harsh racist jokes and I'd be like, this guy's an asshole. Right. But I still don't think I would like report him to the board. I just you could, like, you could like go on a really popular podcast and talk about that person and have it all be misconstrued. <laughs> and uh, you, know, you know, something you could do and then kind of be knocked out of that whole. I circle only with... said that stuff. I only said that stuff so the his goddamn fans would stop asking me to, to say something on his behalf. That's the only reason I said right. any of that and shit. Now, it's like this is like just a clean yeah. cut. Yeah, it's really uh, that was good right. enough. No, well, it's, it's a it's a good thing he at least. You know, he owned up to it. And he, he's, yeah, he's, he stood by he's his ethics eye. by not calling out anybody yeah. uh, publicly taking that he had a problem with. That one. No, uh, no. Uh, anyway, Pat, let's let's. What are we at here, Ernie? Our let's wrap it up with Pat's most embarrassing story. Could be that beard. <laughs> oh. Um, I uh, I don't I don't really know. I mean, along your guys' lines, uh, there. I went back to Missouri when I first got my first writing job in Always Sunny, and I was very cocky, and I had been bullied in Missouri. So you go back. Th- thinking you're going to fall right back into that people making fun of you and it is what happens there it's still very like fratty so there was all these dudes at this bar i was out with my friends kind of holding court sidebar how long ago was this six years ago okay so you were, you were late 20s yeah yeah okay uh so i'm i'm drunk i'm holding court with my friends telling stories talking laughing and these guys keep pointing over at us and you know talking shit about us a group of like backwards cap right. kind of dudes so I was getting more and more annoyed and more and more drunk and feeling invisible because I was drunk. Although, Invin- invincible. Invincible, yes. Okay. They could have easily kicked the shit out of me. And the night ended. I've done much more embarrassing things than this, by the way, but this is what's coming to mind. But we went outside, and they pushed me out of the way as they were leaving. I was with my friends who were smoking, and they kind of pushed me in the back. And they were like, oh, sorry, man, sorry, like real drunk. Because we had been like privately talking shit about each other all night. And I said, no, I understand. You guys got to get home and gently tongue each other's assholes. <laughs> and right. the guy turns to fight, 
and I took a step towards him and slipped on ice and according to my friends was parallel to the ground in midair and then came crashing down. My head hit the ground maybe five seconds before my body crashed into the ice and was laying there twitching on the ground and woke up like in boxers with all my clothes drenched sitting on the heater at this guy's apartment at like 6 a.m. That was a moment to me where I said I should probably quit drinking because they had to tell me everything that had happened. Me starting the fight with these guys right? who would have killed me. If I hadn't hit my head and taken myself out of the fight, they would have beaten the shit out of me. Yeah, it's I like you have it. a governor and your own idiocy. You know what I mean? You're just kind of like, like your body was like, all right, we're blacking out right now, but I tell you what, let's slip. It protected me, really. Right. I love it. Let's slip, right? I love it. This right? has been a nice it's time. It's been fun. I we always have good times, man. Yeah, we always bring it. Anybody want to plug anything? Yeah. Um, Pat, go ahead. Well, Jesus Christ, I, I, I don't. You, I have some. Do you have a Twitter? Do you have a Twitter account? I do. I'm at uh, the Patrick Walsh wow. on Twitter, Vine, Instagram. Wow. I okay. got uh, some a lot of stand-up shows coming up that you can okay. find out when you look into them. Yeah, yeah. Do you follow you? You look at your things, a little of this and a little of that, and they, hey, folks, if you go to St. Louis, don't go in the uh, winter. <laughs> You'll slip on ice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Joey, please go. Uh, I, uh, I'll be uh, in uh, Toronto uh. and Houston in May, back to back. Come check out those shows. I will be in. Uh, 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 Seattle this month in April at uh, Comedy Park, the Parlor Live. Come out to see that. And I'm running this promotion. I want to be the lowest rated comedian online. The haters of me brought my album ratings down, but they half assed it. They didn't bring it all the way down. I want them all the way down. I want one star on every album I've ever done on every internet venue. So iTunes, Amazon, whatever. Come on, let's do it. I'm going to get t shirts made. Best reviews, funniest reviews will get uh, T-shirts. That's it. Uh, and then me, I, let's see here. Uh, well, got the new project. I'm really proud of this. We have Wet Wrestling Cowgirl Rumble, which is uh, 20 girls from West Palm Beach wrestling each other in uh, baked beans, creamed corn, chocolate sauce. Uh, if you go on the old Facebook, is look for Wet Wrestling Cowgirl Rumble and then like that fucking bullshit and then we'll have a trailer up and um, that's going to be rolling out. Uh, we, I shot that last month. And then, of course, uh, Twitter at Brian P. McCarthy. And, of course, you're listening to either... Eddie's show or Joe's show, so uh, you can listen to the Brian McCarthy interview show or National Lampoon interview show or uh, Chat with Pat. I like Chat with Pat, by the way. I think you I should totally start it. You should totally do it. Yeah, you should. yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and again, I, I think we did a good job of not trashing Eddie, even though we have ample reasons to to do so. So we just didn't do it. Sometimes the low hanging fruit is the sourest fruit on the tree. Yeah. So shout out to Eddie for an earning. Thank you, Eddie, Thanks and for Ernie. Us guys, Bingo Boss hey, is awesome.